Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. <clears throat> and welcome to LiveDeliverance.com. You're on blogtalkradio.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. Because the Lord is moving in a mighty way, it is my pleasure to let you know that you can also hear LiveDeliverance.com broadcast on Apple Broadcast. Go to podcast.apple.com backslash U.S. or on Facebook at facebook.com backslash events. Backslash www.blogtalkradio.com live deliverance, or even on player, um, uh, the player platform at player.fm backslash series backslash live deliverance. As the Lord is moving and releasing His glory all over the world, we like to ask you to get involved with the ministry and invite some of your friends, your family members, even your coworkers to come and listen and be blessed. Don't forget tonight's ministry will be available for you to share with them about 10 minutes after the broadcast. Just go to the website, livedeliverance.com, and look for Pastor Steve Lee and the date of the broadcast that you want them to hear. So please go ahead now and get the pen and paper. So if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, then when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. And please know that I'm only here because of what the Lord said in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. And he gave some pastors, some apostles, some prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of faith, into the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried abroad with every wind of doctrine by the sight of men um, that, that lay in wait whereby to deceive. But we would be the ones speaking the truth in love, that we may grow thereby in all things into him, who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body is fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, by the effectual measure of the working part making an increase of the body and the edifying of itself in love. That's my whole purpose and the reason for being here. So having said all that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead, and if you would, join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold the wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place in this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me and I'll decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more. 
by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victories in our heart and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, we want to get uh, back into uh, part two of thanksgiving, a power that cannot be stopped. Preparing for victory should be an easy thing. And in preparing, we must make room for our expectation to blossom, bloom, and bud. Now, this principle was started way back when God said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish and subdue the earth and have dominion. Why did he say that? Because we were made in his image after his likeness. And since we know that, I have a question. Do you think God is fighting for victory? Or does he just live in victory? Is he trying to be faithful or does faithfulness come because of a word that he put in place? Because of his kingdom, his dominion, and his domain where he's invited us into. And this place is not far off. It's actually in you, Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven is in you. And Jesus brought everything that we would ever need for us to enter into and enjoy the fruitfulness that was given to us so that we can, yes, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. Please notice he didn't tell us to make fruit or create multiplication or to plenish the earth. He said what he said because his word lasts forever. We don't have to fight for it. We can just have dominion. See, Adam was placed in victory. His life was in that place where it was sweatless. So did God change his mind or his plans for us? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he wants the same thing for all of his people. Maybe the challenge would be that our surroundings have been polluted or our understanding has been slanted. We make bad decisions and we step in places that are unsure, hurtful, and unproductive. But David gave us the blueprint, and that blueprint still works today. So we're going to look at Psalms 107. And it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And gathered them out of the lands from the east, from the west, the north, and the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of all of their distresses. He led them forth by the right way, that they may go to the city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Now, there's something interesting here. He said in verse 1, he said, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Then he started signing things that would happen in our life 
and we end up going uh, uh, in, in wandering, it says in verse 4, in, in wilderness in a solitary way. This was not just for the children of Israel. How many times in our lives have we uh, let a promise slip and then ended up wandering away from the one that made promise? Okay? He, he doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to be able to, to know his promise, live in his promise, and buy his promise. But what happened? They, they got hungry and thirsty, and their soul fainted in them. It's interesting that their soul fainted. It was not stated here that their stomach was an issue. It was their soul that was an issue. You can be hungry and, and, and still hear from God if we walk in obedience. But if you're going to not function according to the word that he said, because he said if you are willing and able, if you're willing and obedient, excuse me, then you will eat or have a different diet. You will eat the good of the land. But because we are sometimes not willing or disobedient, then we'll be hungry and thirsty, and our soul then is going to give us issues because we have given our thought process over to the place where the devil can, can, can wreak havoc in our lives. You know, I, I think about it a lot. Um, in, in heaven, there are the beings that are before God, and it says that they worship God day and night. So they don't need any food. They don't have any issues. They worship God day and night. They cry, holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty. And when they garner enough strength to look up again, they still don't say nothing about them being hungry. They don't say nothing about some things that's happening in the kingdom. They simply worship God day and night. That tells me that there is a place in God that we can be detached from the flesh, completely removed from the things that would cause us issues. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed talk about that. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I mean, angels have never had to go through what we go through. The Bible says in First Peter that they 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 look to they yearn to look into this salvation that we have. Oh, that we would give thanks to the Lord, for He is good; His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Then He says in verse eight that men would praise God for his goodness and his wonderful works that the children of men have enjoyed. See, we have this invitation, beloved, to, to be able to flow in God and cause our lives to then be something that is an honor to him. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't like my children to continually uh, be frustrated and come to me and tell me all the bad stuff. I would like to be able to fellowship at a higher level. 
at a level where glory is released because of my very presence. I went home to, to visit my son one time, and um, he was busy, and I was busy. And we didn't have the time to, like, really fellowship that time. And so it came uh, uh, the last day of my visitation, and I told him, I said, well, you know, we didn't really get a chance to, to go and hang out and uh, do the things that we normally would do. And he said, Dad, that's all right. I know what I'm supposed to do now. Your presence gave me uh, uh, inspiration. Your presence gave me confidence so I know what to do. I mean, that just blessed me. And if that blessed me, when I was not able to alter anything in his life, it was my presence that caused him to say, I know what to do now. Don't you think God, being God, would want to do the same thing for us? I wonder, do we wait till we get in trouble just like they did in verse 6? It said they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. When you could have had conversation with the Lord before the trouble got there. How about that? You know, if we if we learn to live that way, the, 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 the job of the Holy Spirit is to show us things to come. That's one of the tenets of his responsibility in the earth. So then if we would fellowship with him, he will show us the things that's going to impact our lives, be they good or bad. He can un, he can unthought the devil by telling us what the devil's going to do. <laughs> that was one of the things that uh, I love that scripture in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 20. It, 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 it says that they were crying. Just go over there and try to come back here, y'all. But Second Chronicles chapter 20. And just look at this, how um, the things that God is, is wanting us to, to know and enjoy. They, 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 the, the, um, the children of Israel were, were surrounded by, by, by enemies. They were, they were in an actual battle, okay? And so um, some of the things that, that happened in this situation, watch how God did this. Starting at verse... Verse 11, and we'll be following this. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to go to verse uh, 1 first so I can show you the fight that, that they were having, okay? They, they, they were uh, not happy about the stuff that was going on, okay? But um, God is going to show you his faithfulness. It said, it came to pass that after this also that the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, with them, others beside the Amorites came against Jehoshaphat to the battle, all right? So there were issues, not by one tribe, children of Ammon and the children of Moab. So that's two armies, okay? And then somebody came and told Jehoshaphat that there cometh, listen at his words, a great multitude. It didn't say two, three people, did it? It said a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria. And behold, there be 
uh, in, in, in one place that's close. They, they got another place that Joseph, they said that Joseph, Joseph had, because he heard these words, he said he did what? He feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Wait a minute, y'all. They are under attack, and he set himself to seek the Lord and did what? Proclaimed the fast throughout all of Judah. Is that our is that our our go to? That when we see that there's trouble afoot, that we decide that we're just going to declare a fast. Watch how how big this how real this fast was. <laughs> and so um all of Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord out of all the cities of Judah, and they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, thou art God in heaven. Thou rulest not that thou rulest not over the kingdoms of the heathen, and in thine hand is there not power and might, and none is able to withstand thee. You know, I don't know, sometimes we pray against the people in the body of Christ. We pray against the people that have not learned how to walk in the spirit, have not learned how to forgive. But here, notice what Jehoshaphat said. He said, you're the God of our fathers. Art now thou the God in heaven and rulest not over the kingdoms of the heathen? So you got them too. I don't have to worry about nothing because you got them, Lord. And it says, and, and, and none is able to withstand thee. Art thou not our God who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel and gave it to, to the seed of Abraham, thy friend, forever? I mean, y'all, there's so much stuff that we can glean from the way that we're supposed to live. Notice he said, you gave this to the seed of Abraham, who was your friend. Well, um, Jesus is not only the son of God, he would be a friend that's, that's closer than a brother. Mm. See, we got so many avenues into victory uh, through the word for our lives. We don't have to deal with uh, just the people that's coming against us. Cause our hearts to be in the place where we affirm God, where we affirm Jesus. See, we don't always have to just beg and, and plead with God. Now please understand, they had two armies coming against them. Most of the time, we just have individuals that's coming against us, not armies. Okay. The friend of, verse 7, the friend, the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever. And they did dwell therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If evil come upon us as sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, and we stand before this house, and thy presence for thy name is in this house, and cry unto you, in our affliction, then thou shalt hear. Wait a minute, y'all. Just look at this stuff. See, we live under greater dispensation. They said, if, if evil come upon us, verse 9, 
as the sword, a judgment, a pestilence, a famine, and we stand before this house in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. Um, he gave you a little bit more. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says that he's given unto us the name of Jesus. There is no other name given among men whereby they must be saved. Wow. See, they had to go to a physical place. I mean, let's just let's just look at this. Um, what happens if they were in another uh, a locale? Then they can't get to this tabernacle that they built. They can't come up before the the, the, the house that that his name has been put in. Do you see the benefit that we have? Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, for His Lord, His mercy endures forever. Wow. Look at the, the, the power that you've been invited into, the place of victory that he's called you to. He, he's made it easy for us. See, says that there's none that can withstand you. You rule over all the kingdoms of the heathen. And in your hand, there is power and might. See, they are affirming God instead of maybe troubling God. You know, when the judge, uh, the woman went and troubled the, the judge in, in um, Matthew chapter 18, and the judge said, well, you trouble me, so I'm going to have to avenge you suddenly, quickly, because I'm tired of you. You're wearying me. So is that the way that we're still operating, even though we have promises that are greater than what that woman had? We have greater promises than what that woman, that widow woman had when she was talking to and about Jesus. We live in him. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. So that we'll cry unto you in our affliction, then thou will hear and help. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldst not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, for they turned from them and destroyed them not. You know, he's reminding God that he showed mercy through them. So surely he's going to show mercy to them. Hmm. Behold, I say, how they rewarded us and came out against us, cast out thy possession, which thou hast given to us to inherit. O God, Wilt thou you not judge them? For there is no money. How many times have they said they ain't got no fight in them? See, I mean, just as a question, is that what we do? Or do we kind of go and say, you know, um, I'm scared of what they can do. No, they said there is no might in them. Wait a minute, y'all. For, for, there's no might against this great company that comes against us, and we know not what to do. But our eyes are on you. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, their children. And then Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jehel, the son of Mattai, <clears throat> the Levite, the sons of Asaph, Asaph, and um, came with the Spirit of the Lord upon the midst of the congregation. And then God said something to them because they were seeking him by his direction. If evil comes upon us and we stand in front of this house, 
then you're going to hear and you're going to say, you're going to deliver. Then the Lord said, Hearken, all Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. I mean, that's just such a, 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 a soothing statement to know that the battle is not mine, but it's God. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, and I did say going through, you're not the one that's going to be stopped. The enemy is going to be stopped because the promise has been given to you. So then the battle is not yours. I hope you see that. That I ain't got to try to get God to do something. God's going to do it because his word has already been given. He said, hearken, O Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord, be not afraid. See, when you give thanks, that's what we're talking about here. When you give thanks, you give God the ability and right to work on your behalf at a higher level. Amen. And, and, and that higher level is interesting because he made you sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So he would like for us to speak to him from the place we've been seated in victory. Be not afraid. Be not dismayed. Why? Because for, by, by reasons of this great multitude, because the battle is not yours but God. And then, listen, this is what brought me here. He tells them, tomorrow, <laughs> go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliffs this, and you shall find them at the end of the book before the wilderness of Jeru. Wait a minute. God told them where they, the enemy, would be, where the fight would be taking place. But listen to what he says further. He says, but you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not. Be not dismayed. <laughs> Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Wait a minute. Let's look at some of these things. I, I, I love the way that God gives us a, a battle plan. He says, "You first of all, you're not going to need to fight. Verse 17 says you will not need to fight. God, is that um, does that truth uh, is that truth effective for every battle? Yes, it is because every battle is not yours; it's God's. See, it says that, and when you recognize this, when you understand this, you won't need to fight. But what I want you to do is to set yourself. I mean, I want you to kind of enumerate what God is wanting us to do. He's not interested in us being scared or fearful. He says, what I need for you to do in this battle that I'm 
explaining to you what they're trying to do. But I'm telling you, go down there, and that's where you'll find them. Tomorrow, I mean, y'all, come on. He just made your sleep sweet, didn't he? Tomorrow, go down. So that I don't have to be in fear all night, do I? Amen. I can go to sleep the same way that, that Peter went to sleep. See? Because he had trust in the Lord. It says, set yourselves. Stand ye still. And when you do that, you will see the salvation of the Lord with you. Wow. Notice what happened after God gave them this word. Come on, y'all. See, this is what thanksgiving, worship, and praise opens up for you. After God gave them this word in verse 17. In verse 18, it says, Jehoshaphat bowed his face, bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Did it say that they were still talking about uh, what was going to happen tomorrow, the fear that they had tonight? See, the, the, the life that he's invited us into, the victory that he's placed before us, is a victory that is garnered by worship and praise. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. David lived these things out, taught it to his children. And then when Jehoshaphat comes to the place where the enemies there in the in their sight. They came and told Jehoshaphat, well, this is what we see. So in their sight was trouble, if you would, all around. And they came and reminded God of the greatness that he is to them. God spoke a word because of this thanksgiving, because of this worship, and he said, they bowed their head with his face to the ground. You know, um, this is a whole new thing about worship that doesn't require sight. He bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all of the all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Where do you think their face was? In the same place. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't look around you. Lean not to your own understanding. He wants your confidence to be in him, and he needs that confidence to be displayed. They worship with their face to the ground, not looking around to see what's God doing. I wonder if it's going to work. No, that's not worship. I mean, according to the scripture, they fell down before the Lord worshiping. And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korites, they then stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice. And they did rise early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. <clears throat> Believe in the Lord your God, 
and so shall be you be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. He says, this is what he reminded them. They went out for the fight. But he said, the battle's not yours. The battle's the God's. So when he went out, he said, remember this. It's not hear this. Believe the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And watch verse 21. And we, when he had consulted with the people, then he appointed singers unto the Lord. Wait a minute, y'all. I mean, there's two armies coming at them <clears throat> to, to, to really do them harm. And what did Jehoshaphat do? He told the people, remember what God said. Now give me some singers, some worshipers. <clears throat> in fact, he did something like this. After he told them, to, to, to believe in the Lord your God and be established, believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Then it says he consulted with the people. In other words, he went from person to person, from group to group, saying, believe in the Lord your God, you'll be established. Believe his prophets and so shall he prosper. Then he would go to another group and he would say the same thing, consulting with the, the people. And then he appointed singers and that said, they're supposed to say this. They should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army to say this, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. You know, that kind of helps me to understand that forever has to include now. So then the children went out saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures right now. It endures forever. You who are coming against me, I'm going to praise the Lord because his mercy endures right now. His mercy is going to give me the victory. It says in Lamentations 3.21, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. They are new every morning. I can't be consumed because the mercy of the Lord endures forever. And since my now is happening, forever is engaged in my now. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Seir. Can you see the victory that God has through praise, worship, and thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is an unstoppable power. Two armies, and they did not go up with weapons of their warfare that were carnal. They went up with the worship. They went up with a heart of worship. And lips of praise, my God, my God. I, I, I hope that you can see that. See, they, they went up and, and, and allowed God to do what was necessary for them because they knew the battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir which will come against Judah 
and they were smitten. You might need to underline that in your Bible. It says they went out doing what God said. Told them to remember that it's believe in the Lord your God, you'll be established. Believe his prophets and you'll prosper. So they, they, they put these things in their heart. That's what they were looking at instead of the trouble in front of them. As they went out and they were smitten. Watch how God did it. But the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir and utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. I mean, they started fighting with themselves as opposed to fighting the armies that God had there, the children of Israel. Wow. I mean, believe the Lord your God. You will be able to stand. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. You'll be established. See? This is applicable for us today. This is even necessary for us today. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. See? So then when you win the battle in the spirit, you can enjoy what the spirit of God has told you. The battle is not yours, but it's God's. And then it says, when Judah came up toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked in the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none, sometimes I believe that, you know, if we were fighting a fight, that we might let some escape. We didn't chase them far enough. But it says right here that because the battle is God's, none escaped. He told Moses that the Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more forever. None escaped. He, he knows how to deliver to the uttermost. Okay? He, he, in fact, see, he's taking care. Lord, good God, thank you, sir. He told them not to be afraid at night, but then he utterly destroyed their enemies. So not only did he take care of your night, he took care of your tomorrow. There are no fights for me to fight. Utterly destroy. There was none that remained, none that escaped. And when Jehoshaphat came and his people came to take away the spoils of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off of themselves more than they can carry away. And there were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Wow, wow, wow. That the victory was so grand that it took them three days to gather up the spoils. He took care of their night. Of, he gave them a night of peace. All right? said, tomorrow you're going to go out. That's a night of peace. And then after the night of peace, gave them a victory so good that it took three days to gather up the spoils. And on the fourth day, 
they assembled themselves in the valley of Barak, which means the place of praise. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, it's still called the valley of Barak until this day. And they returned to every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat to the forefront of them. Again, to go to Jerusalem, how? With joy. For the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and harps, trumpets, unto the house of the Lord. And fear of God was upon all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for God gave him rest round about. I mean, just look at that, y'all. See, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a just a, he gave them a night of, of peace. He gave them a, a grand victory, three days of gathering the spoil, and then when they went home, they lived in rest. It was quiet because God had gave them rest round about. He doesn't need for us to be worried or frustrated. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 8, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Back in 107, verse 9, for he satisfied the lonely soul and filled the hungry with what? Goodness. See, they were dealing with their bellies and not the victory that God gave them because God filled their soul with goodness. Mm. The Lord, oh, my soul. And don't forget his benefits. So can he feed you food? Yes, if you bless him, so. We, we, we've got to, again, find out the truths that, that God has spoken to us so that we can just walk in victory, walk in absolute victory. I mean, he just took care of a week right there, y'all. Come on. A night of peace, three days of gathering the spoil. On the fourth day, they sang praises. Then they went back to Jerusalem and their own cities. And then they didn't have to worry about the people that was giving them trouble because God caused them to have rest, quiet. That's a whole week that they got to enjoy. And the devil tries to get us to uh, participate in a, a, a night of frustration, a day of fear. Let's remember that the battle is not ours. It's the Lord. He filleth, verse 9, he filleth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. <laughs> That's good, y'all. They, 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 they were in the shadow of death. They were not, who can you get that? They were in the shadow of death, not in front of death. The shadow of a dog ain't never bit nobody. Amen. See? The devil is a liar. And every time he speaks, you should know that he's lying. 
because he's the father of lies. See? The, 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 the access for our victory is thanksgiving. Give thanks unto the Lord for he's good. His mercy endures forever. Oh, that men would praise him. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hmm. Who have redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Wow, 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 wow. They have no might, they said. See? When we purpose to let our heart be settled in the goodness of the Lord, let our heart be settled there in that place of peace. He will talk to you, give you instructions, give you inspiration. Again, we're just looking at what they did. He came and told them uh, uh, that, that, that he was, tomorrow they're going to win. Tomorrow they're going to see victory. And that caused them to have peace. And that peace now brings them into the place where the whole area, not just where they left, the whole area had peace because they were scared of the Lord that fought for the children of Israel. God invited us into this. Our access into this victory is thanksgiving. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 15 in Psalms 107. Verse 16, I just read verse 15. He broke, he has broken the glass, the gates of brass, and cut the bars of iron and thunder. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Anything. See, brass and iron are metals that's supposed to be stout. And God just says, nothing. He cut them in thunder. It says, fools for their transgressions and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw nigh to the gates of death. Then they do what we do. They cry unto God in their trouble, and God, being faithful, delivered them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them from their destruction. Oh, that men would. Praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And then let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. See, are we spending time seasoning our sacrifices with thanksgiving? Are we declaring his works with rejoicing? Or do we find ourselves in a place where fear has gripped our heart and shut our mouth? Oh, that men would praise him. See, he wants you to, 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 to move your mouth in the affirmative. Okay? Have thanksgiving be the reason why you're moving your lips. Not fear, not frustration. 
they that, verse 23, they go down in ships to do business in great waters. <laughs> These sees the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. He said that, that businessmen, don't worry about your business. Because God is going to show wonders in the deep. Glory to God. For he commands and it raises a stormy wind and lifts it up the ways thereof. They mount up to heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunk men, and they are at their wits' end. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, and the ways thereof are still. They were glad because they be quiet, so they bring up their, he brings them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry ground. Don't make no difference to God. Whatever your condition, he's able to affect change. A fruitful land into barrenness, a weak for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. Say, he, he turns the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs. And there he makes the hungry to dwell. Why? Because he's prepared for them a city of habitation. This is what David wrote as a, a blueprint for us to enjoy. See? He, he wants us to, to, to be the ones that fellowship with him, not through just pain. See, if Thanksgiving is not offered up, then the places, us in a, a, a position where we're on the outside looking for something that God has already put in motion. Thanksgiving activates the arm of God and settles you. How do you get that? It settles you. See? If, if Satan can cloud your mind, then he will cause the delay in God's best for your life. See, when I'm looking at, at, at trouble, then the devil has the ability to cloud my mind. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. They would give thanks unto him, for, for he is good. And they would praise him for his goodness. See? If your heart has lost hope, that's a heart that can become darkened and, and deceived and, and desperate. Desperate. God wants our steps to be sure, on purpose, by faith. Let's let's look at uh, Thessalonians chapter four. Thessalonians chapter four. Excuse me, Thessalonians chapter five, verse four. Thessalonians chapter first, Thessalonians five. I just said, if the, if the devil can cloud your mind, 
cause darkness. Because if you are looking at things and you're troubled by those things and your mind goes to, oh, Lord, oh, what if kind of place, then he will cause a delay because what God is looking for is thanksgiving. He wants you to be able to, he just said it here back in there, it says that he wants you to, he wants you to bring forth a thanksgiving. trying to go back. I just remember reading it. Yeah, it says in verse 20 of, of one, don't turn back. I'm going, I did it for you. It says that they would bring the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Okay? But, but, but if the devil can cause your mind to be clouded, then that darkness causes a delay in God's best for your life. Okay? First Thessalonians 5, verse 4 says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are children of the light, children of the day, not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, which watch and be so- let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken, are drunken in the night. Darkness sets you up for things to overtake you. Okay? And then when you allow things to overtake you, then you'll put yourself in a place where now you stop looking, you 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 get frustrated, and generally you'll just go to sleep because of the frustrations that you have all around you. You've lost hope. So you just check out. But then you're not of those that uh, 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 are called to darkness, those that have been given to sleep, that have no imagination of dreams anymore. It says that you should be those of the day and sober. And notice what he said. He says in verse 8, let us be, who are of the day, be sober. And do what? Put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. See, we should get dizzy when the devil comes around saying all his lies. Put on the breastplate of faith and love. Hmm. And then put a helmet on your head that's the hope of salvation. Why? Because God has not appointed you to wrath. God's not mad at you. He's not disappointed with you. He wants you to put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Wow. He said, put it on. Not know where it is. Put it on. 
The armor of God is, is supposed to be what we walk in. Put on the whole armor of God. Maybe sometimes when you think about trouble, you begin to dismount all of the stuff that God has given you to walk in. You take off the, the gospel shoes. You, you don't have on the breastplate of faith and love. Come on, y'all. He said the breastplate of faith and love. So then I should never have a thought that God has given up on me because his love endures. His love will not give up, quit, or cave in. So I'm going to put that around my heart, that God truly loves me. If there was no one else, God would have still died for you because he loves the man that he created. He loves the man that he placed in the garden, that he placed in victory. He loves us. See? It says, you've not been appointed to wrath, but you've been appointed to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. We've been chosen so that we can obtain deliverance, soteria, salvation. And and you just saw in, in, in Second Chronicles that the salvation was wrought for us, not through us this time. Amen. He, he wants you to be able to enjoy all of the promises. He's given you all things richly to enjoy. Then he said in verse, verse 11, what I need for you to do is to comfort yourselves together. So if you find yourselves looking for somebody to cry, woe is me. That's not what he told us to do. He told us comfort ourselves together with the understanding that we were not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Comfort one another and edify one another, even as you've done. And we beseech you, brother, to know them that labor among you, which are over you in the Lord, and they admonish you, to esteem them very highly for their loves, in love for their work's sake. And then he said, to be at peace among yourselves. So if I'm looking for somebody to complain to, as I'm complaining, I'm guaranteeing you that you are not at peace among yourselves. See? He wants you to put on that breastplate of faith and love. As I have a breastplate of faith and love, I'm not going to let unbelief, hurts, and injury come out of my heart or be stored in my heart so that my mouth will speak the wrong thing. I put on the breastplate of faith and love because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I protect my 
my heart with the breastplate of love and the breastplate of faith. And even if someone injured me, love does what? Covers a multitude. To be covered up. If I need to have salvation wrought for me, then I'm going to have to put on the breastplate of love, the breastplate of faith, not accusation. See? And what we've been trained in is we've been trained to, to, to tell God, they did this and they did that. Uh, first of all, anything that was done to you, God saw it. Because his eyes run to and fro over the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those who have a perfect heart, mature heart, towards him. Not people that are saying, God, get them. You ain't got to say, God, get them. God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. So then I don't have to worry about that. So why would I want to put in my heart behind this breastplate of righteousness, behind this breastplate of faith and love, why would I want to put accusation in there? That's what the devil wants me to do. But God is telling me that as I give thanksgiving, my victory is released. Comfort one another. Comfort yourselves together. Comfort yourselves together. Okay. When a, if, if you, this is what he says. If you see a brother overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore. Did not say you are spiritual accused. He says you who are spiritual, restore such a one. If I'm not willing to forgive and allow thanksgiving to be in my heart, then I cannot restore, can I? So then that means I'm not being spiritual. I'm being fleshy. And if I sow to the flesh, I shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if I sow to the spirit, then I shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. See? He wants us to, to, to begin to, again, put on the breastplate of righteousness, faith, and love. And for, on your head, your thoughts, he said, the hope, a helmet of the hope of salvation. He says, this helmet, I'm reading it now to make sure that we get it. He says, but those of us, back up in verse 8 just to see this. Says, those of us who are of the day, be sober. Then he says, putting on. That putting is an active tense, isn't it? He says, if you're thinking right, be about the business of putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. The hope of salvation is your helmet, is what protects your, your brain. See? If I'm complaining that I didn't grab the, the, the hope of salvation as my helmet, 
I, I, I probably grab uh, uh, payback. And I'm thinking of ways where I can get them back. He says, no, I need for you to put on the helmet that is a hope of salvation. Nothing else is going to protect your head. If you're not believing God is going to deliver, God is the one that's going to, that said, vengeance is mine. If you're not going to put that on, that's, you don't have on the hope of salvation. That's not the right helmet. Those are unprotected, wild thoughts. And we shouldn't have those. Okay? He told us to get dressed, but he never told us to get undressed. Put it on. Amen. Okay? That, that means when you put it on, you're ready for victory and the fight. And the fight is the battle is not yours. It's, a, it's just it's, it's different from what we've been trained, and I know that. So I'm trying to invite you into a, a victory that never stops. Amen. Because God didn't appoint you to wrath, so you ain't got no business being mad at everybody, but that you should obtain salvation. See? Comfort yourselves together. Edify one another. You know, I will tell you that if you would, and the Bible says this in the book of Proverbs chapter 6, it says that if, if, if your enemy is thirsty, Give him water. If your enemy is thirsty, give him water. Why? For doing so, you will heap coals of fire upon his head. And the first time I saw that, I said, that's right. That's why I wanted his head, fire. No, I am giving him coals from my fire so that he can see how to, how to walk accurately. He'll see how to stop stepping on my toes because I gave him a fire. I gave him a light. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not trying to destroy him. I gave him water, thereby I'm heaping coals of fire on his head. He'll he'll see how to think right. Not because I was so good at two shoes, but because I was simply obedient. That's what it told me to do. See, I'm not supposed to be overcome with evil. I'm supposed to overcome evil with good. See? I, I'm not going to have long thoughts about how I can get him back. I'm going to cause him to receive thirst. I'm going to quench his thirst. The problem that my enemy had is he was thirsty and in fear. I'm going to give him water for his thirst so I can give him light so he can see. Comfort one another and edify one another even as you also do. It says, labor among the ones that labor among you, which are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. We exalt you, brethren, to warn them that are unruly, <clears throat> comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient unto all men, See that none render evil for evil, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and unto all men. He's giving us the blueprint to cause victory to work. 
He says, get dressed right. Put on. All right? So get dressed right. Then he said, you're supposed to comfort one another. And he said, esteem the ones that's over you, the ones that's telling you the truth, very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. He said, be patient unto all men. So the one that is irritating you, poking at you, poking at you, he said, be patient with them. Don't demand something from them. Be patient. You who are spiritual, restore such an one. And he said, make sure that you don't do this. Do not render evil for evil unto any man. Mm. But ever follow that which is good. Ever follow that which is good. So that means that there should not be any instance or time that you're not following that which is good. I don't have a choice but to forgive. Owe no man anything but to love him. Ever follow that which is good. Notice if I'm not at peace, my direction is going to be off. He said, be at peace with, be at peace with all men. Be at peace among, among yourselves. Be at peace with them. And when you're at peace, your direction then can follow that which is good. Notice, I want you to tie this up. Look, he keeps on getting, he gets good and good. This is your blueprint, all right? He says, be at peace, ever follow that which is good, now rejoice evermore. If I'm not at peace, I can forget to rejoice, can I? Be at peace. Follow that which ever follow that which is good. Rejoice evermore. Now my prayer life is active. Pray without ceasing. If I don't follow the steps, being at peace, following that which is good, rejoicing evermore, I will not pray without ceasing. This is a blueprint so that we can just enjoy what God has already set up for us. Be at peace. Ever follow that which is good? Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks. See, thanksgiving is the, the conduit for my victory. If I don't understand or operate within these parameters, then I'm not going to see the good. I'm only going to see uh, what I demand of them. Okay? Be at peace. Ever follow that which is good. Rejoice forevermore. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. Wow. See, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have to preach that. I can just simply read that. 
that that's that's clear for us to understand. See? These are our are, are steps that lead us in righteousness unto victory. And and we have to purpose that, that that's what we're going to do. The devil is going to try to get you off your square, if you will. He's going to try to get you to operate in darkness. You know, um one of the things that is one of the things that happened to me and um I I, I had to get past this, but um I I I had a supervisor. He wasn't my primary manager, he was a supervisor. But um he did something that irritated me, very, very, very much so. And so I purposed that I was going to get him told or get him shown, one of the two, right? So I didn't forgive him. And that unforgiveness continued for a while, a long while. <laughs> and then I, I started dreaming about killing the man. In my sleep, I'm killing him. It got so bad that my dream went this way that I went to his funeral and I shot the man in the casket. <laughs> I knew that something was wrong with me then. That just, I ain't doing none of these steps here. And so I said, okay, uh, uh, God, wait a minute. When I woke up, I was trembling. I was scared when I woke up because I'm not a violent person. For me to, to shoot him in his grave, in his casket, I mean, yeah, that's just way past crazy. I had, I had given darkness that much authority in my life. Here I am, I'm supposed to be sleeping a sweet sleep, and I'm up here having horrible dreams about killing somebody. And so I said, no, no, Lord, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I just repented this. This is not right. As soon as I did that, it wasn't a week later that he was no longer employed at the same place I was. But I could have had that a whole lot sooner if I had not allowed the devil to darken my understanding, thinking that I was justified in feeling or thinking this way. I'm never justified if I want to say I am spiritual, because you who are spiritual restore such an one in a spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you be tempted. I was well past the temptation. I was entering the point of, of participation. <laughs> I was trying to get him out of here. And God finally got to my old crazy thinking self and told me to stop thinking like that. That was not letting this mind be in me, which is also in Christ Jesus. While Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. While he was on the cross, in agony, forgiving, ever follow that which is good. Be at peace. Rejoice. <laughs> Rejoice evermore. I, I was having no joy, so I could not rejoice. See, I, I, I lose I give up my future when I decide to, to, to harbor Satan's plan, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, wrath. Be at peace. Ever follow that which is good. Rejoice evermore so that you can have effective prayers. 
praying without ceasing. It ain't even possible for me to pray at all when I'm mad. Jesus said, don't even bother to do that. He says, if you will not forgive, then know this, your Father who is in heaven will not forgive you. As you stand praying, forgive. You don't even bother to pray. Forget without ceasing. Don't even bother to pray if you're going to purpose to harbor unforgiveness or bitterness. You're not following the steps that says you're dressed appropriately inside and out. I'm not hiding in my heart, hiding behind the breastplate of righteousness, bad in my heart, evil in my heart. That's where God searches. Come on, y'all. He searches the heart. So do I want the place where God is looking to be ugly? When he's given me the ability to cleanse my heart by the word of God. I mean, just he, I'm his treasure. And I want him to look in my heart, and my heart is ugly. That's not the way that he wants me to be. Not when Jesus died to cleanse me from all sin. See, the steps are easy. When you purpose in your heart that you're going to follow him. Ever follow, be at peace. Ever follow that which is good. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And in everything, now you can give thanks. Because the will of God has been done. I know some people have have said, give thanks for everything. No, that's not what the scripture said. He said, in everything, give thanks. See? This is a daily walk, and it opens up again for you that which is going to come to you. Because I cannot function in the next verse where he says, quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things and hold fast that which is good, and abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace will sanctify you wholly. And I pray your God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. He can't do it if I'm not being at peace, following that which is good, rejoicing evermore, praying without ceasing, in everything giving thanks, because I understand this is the will of God. So I'm going to quench the spirit, and I'm going to despise people that's going to come to me and tell me what good God is is wanting to do in my life, because it never happens. I'll despise prophesying. Okay? I won't be able to hold on to that which is good because I did not purpose to follow it. And I've just taken God and his power and nullified it in my voice because the God of peace is what's going to sanctify me. Not the God of anger, frustration, bitterness. I have to follow that which is good because I am at peace. Thanksgiving is a power that can't be stopped by the enemy, but you can stop it. 
Whatever you allow is allowed. Whatever you bind is bound, both in heaven and on earth. But we say very clearly, the choice is yours. Which way will you do it? Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and we thank you for that which you want to do in our lives, that which you have required of us to do so you can fulfill your promise in our lives. We want to be those that are at peace, following that which is good, adhering to your word so that you would then be able to overwhelm us with the goodness of God, overwhelm us with the covenant of prosperity that only works through submitted hearts and submitted lives. Thank you, Father, that you want to give us the whole kingdom, and we choose to allow that to happen by walking in obedience, changing our diet, and eating the good of the land. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done in the master's name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed the Lord said together, amen, amen. Glory to God. Well, as we do all of the time, we'll give you an opportunity. If you have any questions about the ministry, we'll give you an uh, opportunity to ask those questions and uh, make those comments. Area code 678-524-7768. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Area code 678-524-7768. Amen. We're glad to have you on the call. I say it all the time. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of his testimony. I'm only giving you an opportunity to say if the ministry was a blessing to you, if it was uh, something that you learned or heard that's going to cause you to be able to walk upright as opposed to walking under the pressure that the devil has, has had to place in your life. Amen. Area code 773-895-9153. You have the mic. Any questions? Or comments about the ministry tonight. That was amazing, much needed. It came at the right Amen. time. Amen. Glad that 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 you were able to to be here and to to hear and to be blessed by it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Area code four zero four five three six seven eight two nine. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Yes, just another blessed word to put on the whole arm of God, and and you help with that to show me how. Amen, amen. That's what we are for. Again, I go back to, amen, amen. So uh, again, um, if, if if this ministry has been a blessing, then don't forget that you have the responsibility now to uh, find out what God wants you to do. Is sowing the seed here at LiveDeliverance.com. Go to the website, find the Donate tab, and allow God to tell you what seeds you should sow. Uh, because we have a, a good ground here because we're simply doing what God tells us to do, to bless you, to strengthen you, to cause you to be able to see the attacks of the enemy and then stop them. That's what we want to have happen in your life. 
So, uh, again, just go to the website and listen to the Donate tab and allow God to tell you what you eat. So here at LiveDeliverance.com, we're only here uh, through the free will offerings uh, of you, the listeners, those who are covenant uh, uh, cyber partners. We thank you for, for fulfilling your uh, commitment to, to walk with us, to hold up our hands so that we can be on the air to, to bring deliverance and liberty to those that the devil has been intimidating. Again, I would like to remind you that you can tell your friends how they can listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evenings. Just tell them to go to uh, livedeliverance.com and uh, at Monday at 9 o'clock, or they can go to the uh, call-in um, at area code 646-378-1857. That'll get them into the broadcast either way. Again, we thank all of the people that are viewing us uh, online uh, through um, through uh, the um, Facebook po- podcast, um, the Apple podcast, and the Player FM uh, series. You can just go there and look for a Blog Talk Radio or LiveDeliverance.com, and you'll be able to participate uh, thoroughly. So, again, I thank all of you for uh, being faithful in, in holding up my arms here at LiveDeliverance.com. So until the next time we're blessed, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, love you and be blessed.